0: It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Two Planners and a Podcast. I'm Sean Gray.
1: I'm Jen Hardiman.
0: Jen, I got a question for you. Shoot. When's the right time to raise your prices?
1: That's a loaded question for sure. The right time is when it's the right time. And i that's a really not an answer. But in in my view, it's when you're not coasting anymore, you're leveling up when it's become so easy to book people at a certain price point, they don't even question your prices, then it's time to start taking things to the next level. And we look at that constantly throughout the year. It's not like we're going to go, hey, we're going into 2024. These are our prices. It's a conversation we have, you know, several, several times throughout the year. How about you? I mean, what do you think is the right time?
0: Yeah, I I think like you, if you're getting booked, 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 and it's so easy, and they're just <clears throat> lining up to book you, I, aside from you being great and wonderful, it's also right. because your packages are outside of, I don't want to say market standard, because that doesn't exist in our industry, but... No. Um, your your competition is charging more and that's what's leading them to not think twice about booking you at what you're right is.
1: and you're giving your services away at a value or a price that doesn't show your value and yep. so you know when that's happening when it's just like yes, yes 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 then you have to maybe do you know some thinking about What is going on in my market? Who is my competition? Do we know what they're charging? Which is closely held secret for a lot of planners. But, you know, where are they coming in? What, you know, what is happening and how can we raise our prices to be a little more, not necessarily competitive, but a little bit more in line with the services that we provide.
0: A hundred percent. And I like how you said you revisit multiple times a year. I do, too. The only time where our prices are kind of locked is through engagement season. I I don't want anybody to like get a whiff, you know, when they get the Uh rain on the 15th or the 26th of December and then they get through the holiday shuffle and they come back after the first of the year ready to start having deeper conversations with vendors. And oh, now my prices are, you know, 8% higher than they were when you saw them three weeks ago.
1: No, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. You, you want to be strategic about the times of year and when you make these, these changes. But also, not every price is set in stone. So we, we are very much at – we have starting levels for all of our different packages, if you want to call them. And I even struggle with calling them that because it can be slightly different for every wedding as well. But, you know, I know that a certain wedding at a certain venue – logistically is going to be a bit more challenging and has more requirements on our end so my price point there it might be a little bit different than a price point where you know we're in a hotel never never leaving the property the whole day etc cetera, etc cetera. and I don't want to say that um And I don't want people to think that's not fair, but it's in direct correlation to the amount of work that has to be done. We don't charge. It's a flat fee that we work with. We are not a percentage planner, so I have to make sure that our fee covers what we're going to need for that day. So we were talking
0: about this um, before we started this episode is like if if I have my team on site to like handle. The you know set up and ramp up at the venue, make sure the couple and their friends mm-hmm. are comfortable and having a good time, and getting ready is p- progressing as it should. If now I have to dispatch another team member thirty mm-hmm. miles away to mm-hmm. be the boots on the ground for the transportation zone, mm-hmm. well that's that's going to come with a cost associated with it. It's not, you know, right. included. It's not just like, oh, I can take care of that. No, that that needs to be, there needs to be some flexibility to allow for mm-hmm. those sorts of logistical challenges that you might not know at the time of signing.
1: Right. And even though our pricing might vary based on venue, travel, how many locations, etc., I mean, we're still not, it's not like we're going to go from you know, X to three times X, right? right. It's, you know, it's incremental, but it just covers maybe an extra staff member that we know we're going to need that day just because we've worked there um, several times or what have you. But we always are looking at pricing, what seems to be happening in our market, who's working at certain venues and places that we may want to work and what is their structure like if we can have that open conversation. So it's, it's fluid. I mean, I'm not saying we raise prices or change pricing every three weeks, but it is fluid throughout the year.
0: Yeah. And and it has to be in your, in your proposals and your package descriptions, uh, I don't know how you structure them, but you can point to a service or a team member and it, it, kind of tells you what that part of the package shakes out to be. So Mm -hmm. if you're talking about additional team members for any reason, you Mm -hmm. have documentation already that tells you how much it's going to cost to bring in that extra team member.
1: Right. And I think that, um, you know, I'm fortunate that I have a team that's been together for a long time and they all understand what everybody's role is on the day. But there are times we've had to bring in extra hands just because of the complications or the logistics of the wedding and so i have to cover those extra hands and you know we have to we're transparent about it but we have to you know sometimes you just need more help than your regular team and so that's a price increase as you know and that's a very specific example but in general on pricing increases or pricing strategy it's a bit of a fluid conversation Kind of throughout the year, what we're seeing in our market, the types of weddings we're doing. Um, and what what I find interesting is that if you're priced too low, and I don't know if you've seen this, but especially in my market and, and the types of weddings we work with, if you're priced too low, they think that something's wrong.
0: What's, yeah, the, what's going so, on? What's wrong?
1: Yeah, so people expect to pay, when we're talking about, you know, multi six figure weddings and things, they expect to pay a certain amount. And if you're not at that level, they think, are you not good enough? Are you, what's happening? Why are you so much lower than everybody else? So it's it's a really a double conversation. Um, and I'm sure it's the same way in your market as well. Like, you know, you're working at with certain types of couples and they're like, well, why is that person only X, Y, and Z dollars and this person is this many dollars? So even though I could save money, I think I want to go with this person because you know it just seems like they're more legit it it almost
0: i i, I kind of i don't know i with with weddings and i mean i've never had one personally i've never hosted one um but i just feel like you walk into it at least my couples do walk into it like oh my gosh, I'm, I'm about to have a wedding. Like This is going right. to be the best day ever. It's the most magical day of my life. I've thought yep. about it incessantly for years and years and years, and now it's actually happening. I don't want to go cheap. I just want to make sure I'm being smart with the money I am yes. spending on this. And yes. getting a outside-of-the-norm planner or vendor that you can't speak to why it's that much. So, right you know, they have a decade of experience but they're running nine ninety five specials, something's wrong there. Not right. necessarily, but in the client's mind something is wrong right.
1: there. Right. Uh, can, and usually those things are too good to be true and you're gonna find out why as you're going through the planning process. And so when I have people who ask me and and this isn't strictly about raising prices, but while we're talking about pricing i've had couples say well can you do it for x y and z this is what's in our budget and my answer is no the reason our price is the price that it is is because we have this many years experience we've worked in this market for so long my team has this many years of experience we find that if we're cutting corners in our pricing we still end up doing the same amount of work or more and Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten they're like oh i respect that and we'll find the budget if they want to work with you Yep. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a constant conversation about pricing. And I, you know, even though we have starting at rates, we tend to really customize each each wedding based on the wedding. But at least when you're looking at our website or our collateral materials, you're going to know from the beginning whether we're going to be in your budget or not. So, you know, we're very transparent about where we start. But then once we get into the conversation – you know, um, it might be something a little bit more different.
0: If you, if you, if you come to me and you're Mm -hmm. interested in working with me, I, I have a pretty good understanding of my ideal clients, like customer journey. Mm-hmm. So I know that once they send that inquiry to me, they yep. th- they know what they're in for. And so right. it might fluctuate a little bit, but th- right. there should be no sticker shock in what I present as a proposal after you reach out to me.
1: Agreed. And that's why we have our, you know, collateral materials online. It's click here. Here's a PDF. You can see, you know, what we offer with these price points. And then if they've gone to the trouble of making a phone call, sending an email, filling out an inquiry form, they know what range we're going to be in. They know that we're not suddenly going to discount at 50% just because you filled out an inquiry form. And everybody, there is a planner out there for everybody at all different price points, whether you know it's me, whether it's Sean, whether it's somebody who is in a smaller market and you know can do things at a different price point don't be afraid of planners because of budget. There is someone out there for everybody. Um, You know, we're just talking about our own personal experiences at this point with being in the business for as long as we have been.
0: Yeah. I think um, from my experience, when I'm talking with other planners, a hesitancy to raise prices falls in one of two buckets. It's really hard to, assign the value that you give.
1: Yeah. That's a really, because we're not selling a product. We're selling a service. So like your caterer can go food costs me X, Y, and Z. This is my normal markup. Here's my margins. Boom. It's black and white. We're selling. I even tell our clients that what you're buying is our, our value, but you're buying peace of mind. So what is the dollar amount that you assign to buying peace of mind? Like there is no set dollar amount for that. So I think that's a real hesitancy in people raising prices and thinking I'm charging oh too much. No one will book me for this.
0: Yeah. And I I also think when it comes to peace of mind, I don't want to get myself in trouble. But is it going to be perfect? No. I don't like that word there's gonna be points in the process where there's contention between us I mean we're just humans so right you're gonna I'm gonna bring you a vendor that I work with and you might not necessarily jive with that vendor so we right. have to look at outside vendors um, you might have had your heart set on spending this much and that that amount is not based in reality so right. you might end up you know might be three five eight percent over what you wanted well right. In some of the budgets we work with, three, five, eight percent is a sizable amount of money mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. come in over what you wanted. So that's all understandable. But you're not going to have a shitty wedding day. <laughs> like you're,
1: like right. you're going to you...
0: feel like you're having a shitty wedding day. Right. You're not going to be asked a thing about Correct. anything on your wedding day. That's and
1: that's where, the key.
0: Yes, but that's, that's where not your peace of mind comes into until the eleventh hour of our time together.
1: Right, and the, the the peace of mind is, and what that's exactly what it is that all of that's going to be handled on your wedding day. And yes, there's going to be bumps along the road. We're gonna, that you're gonna also have that peace of mind that we know the right people to recommend for you, and even if we do have to go out the box we're going to vet those people before we even let them have the first conversation with you. So that's an added layer that we take off of you guys. But also I always tell our couples, there are no do overs on wedding day. And I always tell this story when I got married um, 23 years ago, we got married at the chapel on the college campus where I graduated and you had to use their musicians. You had to use everything. And so I had wanted a specific song to walk down the aisle. It was Clark's Trumpet Voluntary. And the organist that came along with the chapel was just on autopilot and played the traditional wedding march. And I'm like three steps down the aisle with my dad. And I'm like, they're playing the wrong song. And he's like, smile and keep going. There's no do-overs. So the reality is things are going to happen, right? But we're going to be there to help, you know, and never would. And I've had it happen where the wrong song has been played for, going down the aisle but I would never stop and go wait time out do over but what we are gonna do is find a way to you know smooth that process over or whatever but having someone like you know having a a planner like me Sean Susie down the street is we're gonna eliminate as much of that as we possibly possibly can and that's a huge peace of mind um there was nothing I could have done in this situation with my own wedding because the guy came with the church. He does three weddings a day at this college campus and he just does what he does. But, um, you know, we're, and planners weren't a big thing 30 years, or 30, 23 years ago. (laughs) I'm aging myself. But planners weren't as prevalent 23 years ago as they are now. So what I've learned over the years is that we can, you know, the, a lot of our value is not only in creating your timeline or, you know, those tangible things, it's all these behind the scenes things that we do that do have a price that our value and how do we price that in a pricing structure that feels comfortable for us, for our couples and in a, in a number that they can be on board with and, and write the checks and, and make it all work. So it's, it's a lot that goes into pricing. And when to raise and all of that. And I think it's something that you and I have talked about every time you kind of level up, you know, you coast along and then you level up and then you coast along and level up. That's always a good time to look at your price points.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I love the story about them. I mean, (laughs) I don't love the story, but I think it's a it's an accurate account of things that can happen and then how how you deal with them on the day itself. And yeah depending on how you deal with them on the day itself does add value to what you're doing because a
1: hundred percent does it's
0: not meant to feel even if it was, even if it was the wrong song, it can't be felt like it was the wrong song because then that's all anybody's going to remember is, Oh my gosh. And they're going to talk talk about it.
1: I mean, Mm -hmm. our guests don't talk about it. I mean, my husband and I laugh about it and it's a funny story. I, share with uh, couples sometimes throughout the planning process, but it's not something that we made the focus of our day. You know, the focus of our days, we got married and then we had a kick-ass party. So, um, but yes, there's value. And again, there weren't planners back then. There were only, you know, these amazing high, high, high level planners to the stars and and planners weren't mainstream 20 years ago. Whereas now we're, we're an what I feel we're a necessity for every wedding at some level. And we can, you know, our value is in solving these problems. And that is very, very hard to put on a piece of paper and sell as a package. So, you know, there has to be a little bit of an understanding in your initial conversations with your couples, too, about why your pricing is what it is. But again, level up level up your pricing. If you're booking every single wedding that comes across your desk, look at your pricing. If you're not getting any weddings, look at your pricing. There's no one time to sit down and go on January 1 of every year, these are our prices. Like it doesn't work that way. I don't, you know, let's dive in a little
0: deeper on that when we come back from break. Perfect. You're listening to Two Planners on a Podcast, and we'll be right back. We're back on Two Planners on a Podcast. Jen and I are talking about when's the right time to raise your prices, and it's a bit layered. It's a a tough question to tackle in a podcast episode, but Jen, before the break, you were kind of giving some insight into when is the right time, Mm -hmm. and- one of the things that I thought about was, and this happened to me in the beginning, was my weddings were kind of all over the place. They weren't, mm-hmm. you know, it, they not that all the weddings looked the same, but you can tell in media how weddings feel, yes. and the feeling or the vibe was all over the place. I was at a Holiday Inn one weekend or a Hilton Garden Inn one weekend, and then I was, you know downtown houston the next weekend and it's because Mm -hmm. i wasn't focused on who my client is and i think that i think you have to have a really good understanding of that before you can tackle knowing when and how to raise your prices
1: a hundred percent agree with that And, and the same thing with us in the beginning we were you know at a diy venue one weekend and then you know at a three-star the next weekend, at a four-star the following weekend, and then at a country club, or here, there, and everywhere, till we really dug into what is the client we wanted to serve, and then what was price point effective for that client to build that consistency across our brand. Because ultimately, your brand has to, you know, your pricing reflects your brand, reflects the quality or the, not quality, but maybe the types of weddings that you do, because every wedding has its own quality, but it's the types of weddings that you do, and if you're here, there, and everywhere, how is the couple supposed to know, like, it's confusing, and it's overwhelming.
0: They have to be able to see themselves in your work, and it's really hard to have a reinforced vision of, okay, I'm going to be taken care of with these people, if it looks like you just take anything that comes to you,
1: right? And your pricing will reflect that. So if your pricing is at one level, uh, maybe you know X level, and you want to be mostly working at Y level, then your pricing has to affect Y level events. So you and that's when you you know and maybe that's aspirational. Maybe you're not going to get there right away, but you you kind of say. And I'm just using this as a number. I want to charge $20,000 a wedding. And you haven't done that yet. And it's aspirational. But maybe you get to a wedding where you can charge seventeen, And then you're like, oh, I'm almost there. So after I've done this wedding, then maybe I can charge $20,000. So it's a little bit of, and again, I'm just using those as round numbers. But again, it's a little bit... There's a little bit of um, give and take and and wiggle room somewhere in there when you're trying to get to a price point because you still have raised your price that maybe where you want to be is a little still aspirational but you're on your way to getting there.
0: And I think too, being priced right means that first I want to say once you sign a client, every single thing you do for that client's wedding should have a value attached to it. 100%. Every email you answer, every phone call you take, every uh-huh. meeting you attend, every budget you draft, every timeline you draft, it all has a value attached to it. Correct. And so if if you're signing a client 10 to 15 months before the wedding and you're priced kind of low, hmm uh-huh. That client's not going to feel like they have enough skin in the game to take you seriously, not challenge you. You know what I mean? And so that can end up – I think that's when – not to get off topic, but it's two planners in a podcast, so that's what we do. That's (laughs) when you – that's when that burnout mindset starts creeping in. And it's only because you have not assigned the appropriate value for the level of service that you're providing.
1: And I do believe, honestly, that the level of service we provide it changes. And when I first started being a planner to what clients expect now, just through um, articles they read, inspiration that they see online, all of these things, so their expectations have changed. The industry has changed and grown exponentially as far as planners, and we need to show that in our pricing, but also... Um, Remember that we are planning events. You just said something. We're planning these weddings 12 to 14 to sometimes 18 months in advance. So your price point has to reflect a year and a half's worth of work, right? It's not just the wedding day. So what is your value for that year and a half? And if you don't think you're getting paid the value for that time frame, then it's, again, time to look at raising your prices.
0: My most expensive item on our packages is me on site, on a wedding day, and that's because yep. I'm I've blocked out fourteen hours for you on that day. I yep. have told everybody who breathes not to contact me today because I'm working at your event, <laughs> and I'm held <laughs> captive there. I can't do anything but work on your wedding day. So in order to get me out of bed that day, it's gonna it's gonna come with a, a price associated with it.
1: And again, take that into a three-day weekend event, a welcome party, a wedding day, a farewell event of some sort, potentially even a late-night event. I mean, it's three full days, um, and there's value this in that. This is
0: when – hold on. This is when Sean and Jen start to separate in the level of weddings. <laughs> because I I don't get – I get some two days. I don't get three days Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have, and I'm I'm coordinating things like golf tee times for the guys. We're coordinating, you know, um, I've coordinated entire spa days for ladies before all of these things. But also, and this is going to sound so horrible and it's going to show my age, but do you remember when um, the supermodel craze in the 90s and they would say, oh, I don't get out of bed for $10,000, less than $10,000 an hour. We're not saying that, but right. again, what we're saying is, know your price point for your time. You're the face of your company. You're what's making your company successful. And yes, you can have the best team ever, but also you're the one doing all of the stuff, You know, getting them up to that point, point. And, and to a point my team helps me get them there. But again, it's all on you, so what is your value? Yep. And you have yeah. to price accordingly. And the more experience you have, and the, the, the levels of weddings that you do, or the types of weddings you do, require price increases.
0: You, you bring up a good point, and it's, it's also a different – I feel like it's a different tier of pricing when you talk about team because y- you talk about your team, like, on first-name basis in all of our conversations. I talk about my team on first-name basis in all of our conversations. So we're not grabbing Becky off the street on the way to your wedding and throwing her in there and saying, you're my assistant that day. These team members, especially on those 12, 14, 15 month stretches, those team members will be introduced to the couple through, you know, accompanying me on a flower appointment or maybe one of them's attending the mm-hmm. group of fashion. And it's it's a it's a way to allow for that comfortability on the wedding day so that you know who's going to show up on the day outside of just me. And I think right. that. The time and the training that goes into an actual team
1: also Mm -hmm.
0: has a value associated with it. It
1: does have a value associated. One of my girls on my team has been with me since day one, and she's seen everything that could possibly happen at a wedding. And there's value in in having her there. There's value in having um, my social media manager there. There's value in all of these different things. And so it's um, reflective in pricing. And as your team grows and your team becomes more efficient, more experienced, more everything, then you know your pricing should reflect that as well. It, no wedding planner can forever be a one-person show. It just doesn't work.
0: I'm going to share a little story because I thought it was cute. So my longest hasn't been since day one, but uh, Morgan is my number two. Morgan needs my planning pod login, and she can mm-hmm. take any event that's in that in that portfolio because she just she's done it enough. And it was yep. funny the first wedding she ever did without me was at Magnolia, and the photo booth showed up late, and then their monitor wasn't working she was doing that wedding because I had a wedding off site. Morgan went to the front desk of the hotel, hijacked one of their computer monitors from the back and took it up and rigged it on that photo booth to get Mm -hmm. it to work. And I didn't train her to do that. I didn't say these are the steps that you do in a situation like that. She just knew through training that we stop at nothing to get, what you wanted on your wedding day and so she took that literally and last month she had came back to magnolia for the first time in four years she was my um, assistant on that day jennifer the way that like she ran up and embraced everybody on the banquet Mm -hmm. team and Mm -hmm. high-fiving bartenders Mm -hmm. I mean, I have little nicknames for them, and I say, oh, my gosh, so good to see you. But it wasn't like what Morgan was doing with them. And my team is empowered and my clients are empowered that if they're saying it, treat it like I'm saying it.
1: Correct. 100%. And that's how we are, too. I mean, especially with Mandy, who's been with me day one. Laura, eight years. You know, Ken is going on three years. But Mandy, Mandy is me. Um, She can, you know, she can, when she tells you what to do, and sometimes we'll be in a situation and I'll be like, how are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? And then she may come up with a solution that's better than the solution I come up with just from, you know, training. And that's why we brainstorm these things. So, you know, um, when a planner has a strong team, and my team is on my website. You can see their photos. You can read their bios, all of those things. You know those are the people you're getting, not just freelancers that hire people hire you know, and help them on the day. There's value in that pricing. And as your team becomes stronger, again, that's the point of raising your prices.
0: Well, I mean, we just gave them a crash course on pricing strategy and when to raise your prices. I felt like this was a good chat.
1: This was awesome, and I feel like it's something that isn't talked about enough in our industry and the nuances that go into it and, um, you know, how transparent we can be. I mean, my overhead is different from your overhead. is different from somebody else's overhead, so all of that goes into pricing, and, and you know, it's not just here's the price.
0: Yeah. Um, full transparency, my prices looked differently when I had rent on a downtown office space. So.
1: 100%. <laughs> 100%. I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah,
0: 100%. But I really want to press upon if you're a planner in whatever stage, it's, I, I'm, I hope, I, I, I don't hope, I know you feel the same way too, Jen. If you're a planner in whatever stage and you have a question about pricing, I want two planners in a podcast to be a safe space for you to ask those yeah. questions in our DMs. Yeah. You're not emailing Jen and or you're not DMing Sean Gray events and Fabulux events in a way that we're going to like take trade secrets or exploit in any way. I want this because this industry doesn't have enough of things like this. I want this to be a spot where you can ask questions and get real help and real advice from two people who are practicing it each and every day and we'll get you to the best that we can where you want to be in your own business and be grateful for the opportunity to do that with you.
1: 100% I agree with that. I feel like one of the one of the key components of two planners in a podcast is we want to be able to have those conversations. We want to be able to help people who are stuck and need maybe just someone to help them get through one of these topics. And we want to be transparent and we're, you know, we're there because we've done it, seen it. So you know, they're, you know, the the logistics of planning a wedding are, you know, going to be similar from here, there and everywhere. But the nuances and the things that we've done to make ourselves successful are things that we are happy to share or talk you through, or just, you know, be there when you just don't know where else to turn. And we're, we're the, we want to be that open for you guys. And um, hopefully we can help you through whatever you might be going through, especially with pricing.
0: Absolutely. So Shout out to us on threads, DM us on Instagram, like yep. we'll 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 spend a minute and get you an answer or dig a little deeper if you're really stuck and we'll get and you. On. We're
1: really digging threads right now, people. I mean, it's kinda fun. It. It's fun, it's not stressful, it's real combos, I'm not following politics or anything there. And it's been a fun way to even collaborate with people or like come up with ideas for your emergency kit or just random Mm -hmm. things so check out threads if you guys haven't we're both there as well
0: awesome well jen thank you so much this has been a great conversation i can't wait to talk to you next week talk to you next week awesome you've been listening to two planners in a podcast and have a wonderful week everyone
1: Woohoo.